Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Horror's Edge podcast. My name is Phil. And I'm Stacy. And today we're here to discuss Halloween kills. Before we dive into this, I just want to say it's pretty incredible that about 15 days ago to this day, me and you sat down, decided, uh, let's start a podcast and see how this thing goes we did the first episode which was alien had nothing to do with this took a couple of days uh off and then uh we jumped in about 13 days ago saying let's let's do every halloween movie before halloween ends comes out and in 13 days not only did we manage to watch but also give an hour breakdown podcast, figure out how to upload podcasts, figure out how to record podcasts and do all that and get them in before Halloween ends comes out tomorrow. It's now 9.21 p.m. We're recording our second podcast today to be able to squeeze it in because I have a full-time job. You obviously got stuff going on throughout the day as well. And we have two kids who are both in sports, band, and several other things. The fact that we were able to squeeze all this in in a 13-day span to be able to watch 13 movies is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. (laughs) It's been something made me love and hate this series so much more than I ever thought that I could. Yeah. <laughs> there are some of these movies, the highs, you get to appreciate so much more. You yes. really do. Things like Halloween 2018, the original Halloween, Halloween 3, Halloween 2. The good ones just, the, uh, H2O, they get so much better. But then the bad ones get so much worse. I do have to say, it was kind of funny last night when we went to bed. I was looking up and there was something... Maybe it was the moon or a light or whatever, and there was a shadow on the ceiling. And I was like, oh, my God, because I had just watched the Halloween movie. And I thought to myself, what if that's Michael Myers? (laughs) And that's what I thought as I fell off to sleep last night. Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride, and here we are. Uh, So the original Halloween, uh, I don't want to say the original, Halloween 2018 which is kind of how you have to call it. You can't just call it Halloween. Uh, was, needless to say, a pretty big success. Uh, in the last podcast, we talked about how it was a success, but I didn't actually look up the numbers. So, how much do you think that movie cost to make? The one Halloween 2018. $20 million. $10 million. Wow, way off. What do you think the gross worldwide, according to IMDb, is for this movie? $30 million. $255 million. Holy cow. They took $10 million and turned it into $255 million. I could see, though. It was a great movie. And that is why this movie instantly <laughs> got a trilogy made. On opening weekend, it made $76 million just in the United States and Canada. That's crazy. It, seven times its money in three days that's crazy and in those three days it became the highest grossing halloween movie of all time absolutely insane that is so push forward to three years later we get halloween kills this movie was plagued with covid issues uh covid was such a big thing during the making of this movie because the first one came out in 2018 okay very shortly after that 
COVID popped its ugly head into things, which definitely delayed the making of this movie. They originally intended, I believe, don't quote me on this one, to have it come out much sooner than it actually came out. But it got pushed back, and I think it's typically not a bad thing when a movie gets pushed back, because that means that they're taking their time with it. Is it in this one? We'll find out when we do our uh, reviews of it. Um, Obviously, this is not bottom of the barrel absolute garbage so don't worry about that um actually let's let's dive right into it uh let's give our review of this movie one to ten one being absolute dog shit do not watch this movie it's not worth your time five being this is an average movie it's good it's not great it's not bad ten being this is an absolute amazing movie you need to see it but one to ten where would you put this movie I gave it a six. Okay. I liked everything that the first movie had. I had some problems with some of the storyline with this one. But what made me give it a six a little bit higher than what I probably would have based on other things I didn't like. I loved that some of the old cast came back and they brought that in. I liked the kills. I thought they were unique. I thought they were fun, not over the top. The acting, for the most part, on par. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll wait till we go a little bit further into the story of why my rating's a little bit lower. Okay. What did you rate it? I kept going back and forth between rankings in my head. When I first saw this movie, I probably would have gave it a three. On initial watch but the yeah. more that this actually has been one of the ones that i watched the most out of the halloween franchise i watch this just about as much as 2018 if not more obviously as a teenager i watched h2o more yeah. but this is one of my most watched movies and it's really grown on me since uh the things that i had serious problems with in the past are starting to go away so i wrote down a six but i think that i'm at a seven with this movie because okay. I am giving it more of a shot, and the things that really bothered me about this, I now know about, and they don't bother me as much. There are yeah. movies that I can watch them, and I have things that bother me, and the more that I watch the movie, the more those things bother me. For this one, the main thing that bothers me is this goddamn mob. I hate mob movies. They do nothing yeah. for me, and uh, it bothered me so much. Also, there was a scene at the beginning which I straight up didn't like, and... I love it now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I gave this movie a seven. To me, this is a very good movie. It's not great. It has big flaws. It has character problems, but it's so fucking fun. Yeah. It's hard because the last movie, uh, Halloween eight, uh, 2018, was such a great movie Yeah. that I, I guess I had high expectations and I'm really hoping that my expectations don't go too high with this new one that's coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think it's going to kind of really hammer it home that it's a great movie. But yeah. Trilogies have such a complicated aspect to them because it's hard to make all three of them great. Yeah. I briefly talked about this in the 2018 film and I'll talk about it again in this one. You are constantly comparing it to what the first movie was. You are 
constantly seeing what can this movie bring to change the dynamics going into the third one. Yeah. And you're, uh, at the same time, you know that this is going to be a transitional movie. The end scene is not going to be an end. Yeah. And you know that, but it still lets you down that that's how it ends. And this movie definitely suffers from that. I think once the third one comes out and it's like a full complete three movie series, I might feel differently about the things I don't care for in this movie because maybe it will make more sense in the third and it kind of maybe will build on it or whatever. And that third one better be good. I know. It better be good because this is such a good trilogy. The first two movies are very good. And I would hate to see so much hype go into a movie and the third one just suck. Looking at you, Back to the Future. Uh, Man, that would suck. But at the same time, when you have a movie that you go into with so much fucking hype, it's hard to hate on the movie and your blinders are definitely on. Yeah. We're going to be doing a podcast tomorrow after we watch Halloween Ends. And it's going to be so hard to not rate this movie higher than what it deserves because you have so much hype going into it. So one of two things is going to happen. <clears throat> and you're going to see it a lot on IMDb. There's going to be a shit ton of ones or a shit ton of tens. Yep. Best movie ever or worst movie ever. It's hard to rate it just on what that movie is. And it's going to be difficult to do. So I'm looking forward to it, but I'm very nervous about it as well. Trying to give it a fair shake and treat it just as a single movie itself. Yeah. And we can rate what the trilogy is, because essentially this is the second trilogy in the Halloween series. Yeah, You have the original, you have two. Those guys are a pair. That They're joined at the hip. If you're watching one, you should watch two immediately after. Right. Then you have three, which is its own thing. Then you have the trilogy of four, five, and six. Those three are a pair if you're watching one. That's not a pair. I said a trilogy. I know, but then you called it a pair. No, a group. They're a group. So if you're watching four, you can go ahead and skip five and make it a pair and watch six. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Never watch five again. Watch it once just so you can say that you watch it and never do yourself the treatment of watching it again. H2O is... uh, a thing that you can watch one, then two, and then H2O. So that's kind of a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Resurrection is, turns it into a quadrilogy, I guess. But also, fuck that movie. You can ignore it. <laughs> so, so far, we're looking at two different Sorry, trilogies. <laughs> and then, kind of, sort of, we're already at a trilogy with kills because 2018, or, or 78, 2018... And then kills, and then this kind of makes it a quadrilogy. Yeah. So it's pretty cool how the Halloween franchise ended up breaking down. But before we get into a full scene-by-scene breakdown, let's talk a little bit of uh, trivia that I found on the web. A couple of these are pretty interesting. These are all off of IMDb. Uh, the first one is Jamie Lee Curtis, Charles Cyphers, Kyle Richards, Nancy Stevens, and Nick Castle were all in the original Halloween, 1978. And all returned for this sequel. The characters of Tommy Doyle and Lonnie El- Elam from the original also returned, but were recast with Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Longstreet because Andrews is retired from acting since 2015, and LePage never acted again since the original Halloween film. In the flashback scene to 1978, Michael Myers attacks Deputy McCabe with a rope. 
In the original Halloween from 1978, Sheriff Brackett responded to an alarm to a hardware store and reported three things were stolen. A knife, a Halloween mask, and rope. Yeah. So the rope that he stole, he ended up using to strangle the cop when he was captured. Wow. Really cool attention to detail, like super small things. Yeah. Uh, David Gordon Green recalled that when they were attempting to find a yearbook photo of one of Michael Myers' victims from the 78 film, which is Bob, he came across a yearbook photo of Bob Oderick that he thought resembled the original actor of John Graham. The rights issues were resolved so that way Green could use Oderick's photo instead of the actual actor. Uh, therefore, Oderick is credited as Bob, despite not physically appearing in it. That's impressive. In the opening credit scene, pumpkin, pumpkins are displayed. It has 12 of them, and that's to feature that this is the 12th film in the franchise. I didn't make that connection myself. And the Halloween Kills pumpkin is actually the 12th pumpkin that it shows. So the 12 pumpkins are kind of a representation of each movie. That's and I neat. think, if I'm remembering it correctly, each pumpkin kind of resembled the pumpkin from the movie. Every that's movie cool. had one. Yeah. Um, even if not in the title card, it definitely had one. Um, according to An- Andy Machaik, it was originally planned that Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends would be filmed back-to-back. However, this did not incur due to an intense schedule. And Jamie Lee Curtis reprises his ro- her role as Sh- Laurie Strode for the sixth time. And in doing so, she surpasses Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis, who appeared in five movies with the most appearances in the scene. In the series. So, Laurie is now in the most movies out of every other person due to this movie. And the firefighters from uh, the scene that we all know and love uh, are actual firefighters from Cannon Air Force Base Fire Department. Oh, wow. So, they used actual firefighters to film the firefighter scene, which I thought was pretty neat. Um and this movie has the most uh, characters reprising roles from the 78 film. Uh, or no, it's tied dead on with Halloween too. So the movie that was filmed uh, two years or three years after the original, this one 40 years, 43, 43 years later, has the same amount of characters come back. That's impressive. It's pretty crazy. So... Let's get into a scene-by-scene breakdown because this will take us a little bit to discuss everything about this movie. So, once again, full spoilers. If you have not seen this movie yet, please check it out. It is streaming right now on HBO is how we saw it. Uh, But you can also always buy the DVD or any place where video on demand is available. So, the movie opens up with Cameron, uh, the Allison's boyfriend from the last movie. And... He's trying to call Oscar saying, hey, I messed up with Allison. I really need to get back to her. I need to find her. Things are messed up. Need you to help me out, man. And uh, it shows the phone in his pocket. And Oscar is hung up on the iron post from the last movie where Myers killed him. And Cameron is walking around. It's the middle of the night. And he sees Officer Hawkins in the street. And he goes over there to help him out, and he's still alive and starts calling for help. Hey, I need help. Hey, dude, I got you. Don't worry about it. And Hawkins is just like, he needs to die. I'm the one who's going to do it to him. And then, boom, 
card of Halloween night, 1978. So we are back at the original uh, massacre. And it's Halloween, 1978. Cops are approaching the Myers house. And this is after the end of the first movie. Um, so Hawkins is chasing him down the street. Kids are making fun of Lonnie. Uh, and some the cop pulls up to tell all the kids to go home. And they're like, why would we want to go home? And they're like, there's a guy in a mask. And they're like, yeah, no shit, man. It's Halloween. There's somebody right. in a mask. And they're like, yeah, well, he just murdered a whole bunch of teens down the street. Go home. They, were <laughs> they such run rats. home. Yep, absolutely. So uh, from here, Myers approaches uh, Lonnie on the ground and he hides till the cops show up. So Lonnie started out being the bully in the first movie. He was making fun of Tommy Doyle. And now. Lonnie is the one getting bullied in this one. Um, so the cops uh, walk into the Myers house and first thing that they notice is there's a dead dog in here. Uh, Officer McCabe looks out the Myers window and My Myers comes from behind him to strangle him with the rope, which I mentioned in the trivia before. Officer Hawkins approaches and tries to shoot Myers, but he hits and kills Officer McCabe instead. And he's in such shock, he lets Myers walk out. Uh, he snaps too and tries shooting him, but doesn't get to him. He ends up coming back to try and save his partner. Uh, and Myers ends up getting arrested. And they got somebody to play Loomis in this scene. I was going to ask you about that. Holy shit, does he look and sound like Loomis. Yeah. So they used two different people. They used one guy who looked like Loomis, and they used another guy who sounded like Loomis, and they kind of combined the two together. Yeah. And holy shit, it's like uh, Donald Pleasance is here again. It's so well done. Yeah. Uh, so from here, the Halloween Kills title plays. We get the pumpkins, the Halloween music's playing in the background, and uh, this time our pumpkin is on fire which I thought was pretty cool because in the last one we ended with Michael Myers. Uh, left yeah, in the flame. I liked that connection. So now we're back Halloween night 2018 and the movie actually opens with Marcus and Vanessa. Uh, that Marcus is dressed in the doctor uh, costume. Vanessa's dressed in the nurse costume. And we actually saw these two in the original, well, I gotta stop saying the original, Halloween <laughs> 2018. Uh when we had that long one take and Myers was going from house to house, the first thing that we see is Marcus and Vanessa getting in their house. They're the third house down the street. So if they ended up not leaving in about 10 seconds, they would have been the next victims. That's impressive. But they're at the bar right now and uh, it's open mic night. People behind them are being super loud, super obnoxious. And Marcus is like, yo, Chill the fuck out, man. We're yeah. just trying to have a good time out tonight. And it turns out that this is Lindsay Wallace, Tommy Doyle, Marion Chambers, who's the nurse from uh, the original, the original, where uh, Dr. Loomis was in the car when Michael escaped and he stole the car from her. Uh, he doesn't know this yet. Um, but it shows now we jump over to Lori, Karen, and Allison in the back of the truck and Lori sees firefighters going back to the house, and she's losing her shit. Let him burn. Yeah. And, like, awesome, awesome scene. So we're back at the house. Firefighters are trying to put the flames out. One firefighter falls into the shelter, and he instantly hits his things. That way it signals to everybody else where he is. And 
uh, Myers uh, hid in the closets that way he could, the gun closets, that way he could avoid all the smoke uh, and the flames. And he opens it up and then the firefighter just sees him and is like, holy, holy shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Myers violently kills this guy with his own fire axe. And then another firefighter comes in to help him out. You see him put his hand in and you just hear him scream and you get this fucking awesome shot of michael myers leaving this burning building just yes. holding the fire axe it is such a cool freaking scene and all the firefighters are kind of lining up at this point almost like a defense point mm-hmm. like we got each other's backs and they try and slow him down with like water as he's coming in but he just goes to town with this axe and he is fucking these firefighters up yeah he kills three or four of them with the axe right away he takes one of the uh, giant saws that they have to bust through doors and stuff and shoves it through somebody's head. Yeah. It is pure fucking destruction going on this at this house. This is probably one of the best horror scenes that I've seen in a very long time. And I hated this scene when I first saw this movie. Really? When I first saw this movie, I was like, this isn't Michael Myers. He He doesn't do this. He is somebody who stalks in the shadows and picks people off one by one. That's true. And it drove me absolutely insane. But the more that I watch the movie, the more fun the scene is. I I love it. It's so cool. It's awesome. It portrays Michael as a straight badass. This movie has a different version of Michael Myers. This is not the 1978 Michael Myers real person. Uh, And Lori comments on it later. This is almost like an inhuman thing. This is more of a modern Michael Myers and maybe it's because he was in prison for 40 years and kind of adapted mm-hmm. wasn't he in prison well he was in the sanitarium for 40 er, years but that, that's not what I mean at all I mean he's inhuman as in like zombie-ish oh, he gotcha. can't die gotcha. um, okay. because he's gone through so much shit at this point he's been shot by six times with Loomis and lived which you can live through bullet shots that that's not like this it's odd that he got shot that many times but it's not completely unreasonable this time he was in a burning building he went through all he lost three fucking fingers the day before yeah I mean the fire cauterized the wounds so maybe he (laughs) didn't bleed out because of that but he was stabbed in the neck he like so much shit happened in the last movie and he's still alive and ungodly amounts of shit happened to him in this movie and he doesn't even flinch yeah. at the pain yeah so he's no longer a person uh, i can see that and once i kind of came to grasp with that and i accepted that as reality because these movies horror movies in general it force you to accept that this isn't real obviously and the more you can take that out of your head and just sit back and enjoy the movie. And as long as it doesn't go to some crazy, absolutely batshit insane ideas, then you can go with it and you can have a good time. And once I put that in the back of my head, I started having fun with it. Anyway, from here, uh, the firefighter scene, it goes to Lori Strode. Uh, the whole clan makes it to the hospital. Uh, Lori is just completely fucked up. Uh, needs to go on life support right away. Actually, emergency surgery, and they're showing the emergency surgery. It's pretty graphic with what they show. Yeah. Uh, Allison and Karen are both in complete shock. Karen is in the bathroom washing all the blood off of her hands, and as she's watching it, she can see her wedding ring 
and then she starts to cry. So it's the first emotion that they're showing towards Ray's death, which was a big misfire. And I forgot to put that in 2018's review that neither Karen nor Allison really gave a shit that Ray was dead. Yeah. Uh, Karen made one comment of where's Ray. Lori said, don't worry about it. And she said, okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just my husband of so many years. Whatever. Yeah, uh, fine. So it was great that they actually acknowledged the dad's death. And then in the next scene, it's even uh, Allison and Karen acknowledging dad's death in the stairway together. And they're both crying about it. It's, yeah. it's a touching scene. And from here, we go to a lady's playing with a drone inside of her house. And her husband's making a joke about a sleep apnea mask. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene was just funny. It's a cool little couple. Uh, and I had a good time with it. Well, they hear some banging around in the bathroom, and they're both kind of freaked out about it. Uh, Myers is in the bathroom. He breaks the light in there the second that the guy walks in and turns the light on. And he looks at his wife, and he's like, hey, call 911. Well, what's he doing in there? I don't give a shit what he's doing in there. Call 911. Yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Um but then what happened next was not funny. This dude is extremely brutally beaten to death. Yes. Like, holy fuck. Well, he's still alive, uh, but it doesn't show it at that point. You would think that there's no way this dude's alive. And Myers, after he kills or beats this guy to a pulp to where he's only breathing, the woman's cowering in a corner, and he takes this uh, glass light tube, breaks it in half, and shoves it through her fucking neck. I know. And he's just sitting there and twisting it Ugh. and pushing it further and twisting it and pushing it further. And they're, they're just focusing on this for a pretty long time. It's super graphic, super yeah. crazy. So she's still alive. She's gasping for breath. Phil is over there. He's gasping for breath. And Myers picks up his body, drags, bro- him. drags him, throws him on the counter, and he's testing knives to see which knife he likes better. He grabs one out of the cabinet, stabs him in the back. He's like, no, nope, not this And he grabs one. another one, stabs him in the back, and he keeps doing it. And uh, you can see the woman just, like, watching it happen as she's bleeding out to death. And I'm, holy shit, this movie's going for it right yeah, away. right off the bat. <clears throat> it's absolutely insane. Um, so, Tommy Doyle... Gives a speech at this point, I believe. You uh, missed my favorite part. They started singing the shaving cream song. Shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shaving. I have no idea what you're talking about. It was at the bar. It was a talent show, and the guy yeah. was doing the song Shaving Cream. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I just recognized it because our kids sing it all the time. Gotcha. And it was a song that I listened to as a kid. Okay. So, uh, Mark, Mark, Marcus and Vanessa walk up to Tommy and the gang at the bar and start sharing a drink with them. And Lonnie gets a call from Cameron about Officer Hawkins. It, there was some point in here that I missed the note of it where, uh, Tommy Doyle goes up and gives a big speech, uh, about what happened in this town. Uh, and basically just raised a glass hey, this is for the victims and survivors. 1978 and it was a pretty cool little toast that he did at this point nobody knows everything that happened in the last movie until uh lonnie gets a phone call and he gets a phone call from um cameron uh because he's over at 
with uh, Officer Hawkins. So this is the first um, notion that something happened. And now we skip over to the firefighter scene. Sheriff Brackett is there. And now the news is out the bar of all the bodies found on the street from the previous night's massacres. Not even knowing about the firefighters yet. <clears throat> and Marcus is watching this and he sees that the houses of where the kids died was literally right next door to him. Yeah. Uh, and they show the two people who are missing from the sanitarium bus crash. The first one it shows, and the second one it blurs out as it zooms the camera to somebody else because it's Michael. And once again, this movie's very intentional. I'm not going to show you who Michael is. Yeah. Uh, I love how they do that. And uh, there's an interview with Julian in this movie, <laughs> and it's pretty funny how he was talking about it. And then even Marcus is like, that's that little asshole from across the street, Julian. <laughs> so He's got a reputation. He's got a rap of being a dick. <laughs> uh, and I thought Julian, as funny as and this is, he wasn't the last one. He did a great job. So Marcus and Vanessa decided they need to leave, and they go to her car. Uh, he forgets his stethoscope, that stethoscope, so he runs back inside to grab it, and uh, Vanessa gets freaked out because somebody's in her car. Freak me out, too. As she's turning it on, somebody sits up in the back seat. So they run inside, said that they need to, uh, they need help. Somebody's in my car. Tommy Doyle grabs the bat from behind the bar, and we get our uh, quote from the movie here of Evil Dies Tonight. And um, they get the quote because uh, Tommy put five bucks in a tip jar that says love lives today. And then somebody says, yeah, but evil dies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a quote that you're going to learn to hate th throughout this movie. Absolutely. Uh, it gets super annoying, super repetitive. But the first time it kind of sort of worked and it wasn't bad. So whoever's in this car is changing the radio stations, changing the radio stations, and then they all show up and then they just fucking floor it out of the car, drives away, doesn't even make it an eighth of a mile and then crashes. Um, so at this point, I instantly knew that it wasn't Michael Myers based upon the previous Halloween movies because despite this man never driving uh, <laughs> really never in his life, he drives spectacularly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, so Tommy checks the car and realizes that uh, whoever was driving it got away. They all think that's Michael Myers, obviously. But we know that it isn't because the umbrella was in the car. This guy is the one from Halloween 2018. When they went outside, there was a guy with an umbrella outside who needed people's shoelaces to be tied. Yeah. That's him. Uh, so they don't know that, but we know that. And now... We introduced the two best characters that this movie has ever brought to us, I think. Big John and Little John. Oh my god, I hated them. I fucking love I Big John and them. Little John. Super annoying. What did you hate about them? These are the best characters that this movie created. I just, what the heck? Little John, Little John, like, dumbest names I've ever heard. It's so good. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like a play on words because... The one that's little is not really little. Like, it just... Yeah. It did not work for me. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find this, because uh, as we first get introduced to Big John, who's the little one of the two, uh, 
he's singing this song and it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. But I love the these two characters. I can't no. believe you didn't like it. I I just I thought it was stupid. Like why do you need to call each other little John, Big John? Like I get it, it's like a pet name, you know, like yeah. oh babe or honey biscuits or whatever. Yeah. But it just was annoying to me. I said, oh, not this again. I'm going to pause this podcast and we'll be right back. This, this song's coming. Now, I'm obviously not going to play this whole song due to copyright reasons. And you need to check this out. The song's called Stop Looking, Listen, It's Halloween by P. Dantel. Man, this song, it was so groovy when they were playing it. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> it's such a crazy, stupid song. And I loved it. <laughs> oh, I had so much fun with Big John and Little John. These oh. characters are great. I so can't. they live inside of the Myers house. They bought the Myers house. They know the lore about it, everything about it. But they just have fun with it. They're a gay couple. And it's such a cool dynamic that they have. Some kids uh, knock on the door and they're like, oh, we need help. We need help. Our friend, uh, they're bleeding out over there. They bit into some Halloween candy and it had a razor blade in it, but they ended up throwing it up. But they're, they're dying. So they run outside and they're checking it out and they realize that it's all faked. And one of the kids ran inside and grabbed all their Halloween candy <laughs> on them. And they fucking freaked these kids yeah. out. They're like, do you know where we fucking live? We live in the fucking michael myers house yeah. man he killed his sister he killed all these kids and now he'll come and he'll kill you <laughs> i did Love like that big part. john and little john they are awesome they scare the shit out of these kids and then they just go back in and hang out and get high and watch movies together <laughs> so now Perfect night yep now we're back at uh the hospital and Lori is asleep and karen is with her allison comes in with and soon, Officer Hawkins is rolled into the hospital. Sheriff Barker uh, was interviewing Allison and Karen about the Michael Myers murders. He's trying to figure out what's going on so that way he can very quickly get this under wrap and have everything taken care of. And uh, Allison is telling him, at this point, she's the only one who knows, that it was all Dr. Sartan. He, he is the one who let Myers out. He's the one who stabbed Hawkins. He created this persona that he needs to chase Lori, but he doesn't care. He's just a killing machine. This is all Dr. Sartan's fault. Sheriff Barker is talking to Karen and he's eventually says, yeah, we need to catch him. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, somebody told you? Yeah. Michael Myers is still alive. That hit. She had no idea. <laughs> that that phrase yeah. hit. So uh, Cameron makes it to the hospital, tells Allison that him and the gang are looking for, I keep calling them the gang, it's Tommy Doyle, Lindsay, uh, Marrier, all the original Lonnie. OGs, the gang. It's yeah. the gang. The gang is looking for Michael Myers and he needs her to go with him. And she's like, okay. This is where the movie starts falling apart for me. Yeah, so the beginning of this movie is very good. I had issues originally with uh, the 
firefighter thing, as we said, but now I love it. This is still where this movie starts to fall apart. Yes. Uh, so Tommy tells Lonnie that there's 11 dead firefighters at the house, all first responders. So they're now finding out about this massacre that just happened, and nobody can believe what the hell's happening to their town. So Tommy, Lonnie, Lindsay, Mary, and Allison start building this fucking mob. <laughs> and... This mob hops in the car. As of now, it's only the OG Halloween people and Allison and Cameron. and or No, Allison and Cameron aren't with them. It's just the OG Halloween people. And Marion, or what are the two, the nurse and the uh, doctor costume people's names again? Uh, Marcus and Vanessa. Yes. They're with them as well. And as they're driving around, they see some kids at the park. And they're concerned for their safety. They're yelling at him, hey, fucking little shits, Michael Myers is out. And Did like, you notice that they had the masks from... Yep, and I, I even wrote in here, I was disappointed that the Halloween masks didn't have the sh- silver shamrock uh, yeah. emblem on them. Because it clearly shows the back of their head and it doesn't have it. Yeah. So I was really hoping for that. Um, and they're yelling at the kids, hey, you guys need to leave. You need to get the hell out of there. And... Uh, they're, they're not scared. They're little shits. Uh, <laughs> these are the same kids from the beginning. And uh, these are the ones that tricker, uh, tried to prank Big John and Little John about the razor blade and stole all of his candy. Um, so they're telling him that they're not scared. And they're like, yeah, well, there's Michael Myers. He's out. And they're like, yeah, there's this guy stalking us, too. He keeps hiding in the... Uh, playing hide and seek with those like little kids like we ain't scared of you man we can see you (laughs) and it's michael myers and slowly starts zooming in on him he's holding the head of the third kid that was with him the skeleton mask and eventually the kids run away so uh they run back to the car and Marion uh, is in the car and she sees Michael Myers run over it just like he did in the first. So the same type of jump that he did in Halloween 1, yeah. uh, he did with her in the car again. And she's trying to shoot him, but she has absolute shit aim. <laughs> uh, so she's trying to say, this is for Loomis. Uh, and then she goes to shoot and she's out of bullets. <laughs> and Michael Myers just stabs her to death. Yes. So from here, Michael Myers uh, <clears throat> gets stabbed directly in the fucking eye. Holy shit. Yeah. And now Vanessa's trying to shoot him. Lindsay runs away. Uh, she goes hiding. And Vanessa's trying to shoot him. And Michael Myers kicks the door as she shoots, which hits her hand. And it makes the gun point right towards her oh. head as she's pulling the trigger and she blows her own head Super off. Super cool. Holy fuck is it violent. Too. That was cool. Yeah. Really, really neat scene. Uh, very well done. And Michael Myers is just looking at him and he's doing this head turning thing. So Lindsay ends up attacking him with a bag of, bag of rocks. He chokes her, so she tries to take his mask off. Soon as his mask gets r- disrupted, he instantly drops her and tries to fix his mask. This is where Lindsay runs and hides while Myers walks away. Yeah. So Lindsay is still alive, which is, uh, I know that I glossed over it. She's the uh, girl that was babysat for from Annie in the original Halloween uh, back at the hospital, Lori is trying to get, <clears throat> Lori tries to get up and Karen's saying, you're not fine. You just got stabbed with a knife. Jesus Christ. And Lori's like, cut. it's just a paper cut. It's a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee's badass in this movie. Yeah, she is. 
Uh, so Lori still thinks that Myers is dead and Karen is convincing her, yeah, yeah, he's dead, despite knowing otherwise. She's trying to not upset her at this point. So they roll Officer Hawkins in next to her. Um, and now Lonnie is talking with Allison about uh, her father, Ray, saying that he used to sell me peyote. <laughs> Which is funny because in the other movie, uh, Ray was saying that Lonnie sold him the peyote. So they're having contradicting things. And they're yeah. just talking to each other about how they ended up being good friends. And it, it was a pretty cool scene to see. Uh and they see Tommy in the streets, and he's there with Lindsay's car, and they're trying to find him. And they find all the bodies stacked up on a merry-go-round, completely staged, with all of them wearing the Halloween 3 masks. And I said, I wish the Silver Shamrock logo was on it. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing with them. Yep, yep. He's very much continuing the Michael Myers thing. Mer- they found Marion hung on the swings with her with the witch mask on. And they found uh, Lindsay just cowering in fear over there. And she's terrified, saying he's still out there. I tried to stop him. I couldn't do it. Uh, So now we got Lori. She's talking with Officer Hawkins. And they have such a cool moment between each other about how Hawkins was attracted to Lori. He wanted to date her. But she was so attracted to Ben Tramer. And he could tell that he had eyes for her. They shared a kiss, but that's pretty much it. And it was a pretty cool little scene. So at this point, there's chaos going on in the hospital. So many fucking people are admitted from stab wounds or this or that. And the staff obviously can't handle it. There's so much shit going on right now. All the visitors are nuts. And Tommy starts starting a fucking mob and telling everybody, evil's out there. There's a monster loose amongst us. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. And the sheriff is trying to calm him down. But even Sheriff Brackett is in there. And he's like, he killed my auntie. He killed my baby girl. Yeah. Fuck that. We tried as the law to stop him. We couldn't do it. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool of him now that they threw Sheriff Brackett in here. They didn't give him a big part, but he was there, and he was actually security, I believe, for the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> which was neat. Yeah. Um, so Karen is telling um, – or we – He's telling uh, Lori, we can't win this fight. Let, let the authorities have this fight. And it makes complete sense how she's breaking it down because, like, you planned your entire life for this fight. Right. You set this cage in your house. You trapped him. Your plan worked. He's still alive. What makes you think now without a plan we can beat him? Right. But the authorities can't. Uh, obviously, when the authorities had him last time, he was at least contained for 40 years. Right. <laughs> um. But either way, Lori says the system failed. She rips out all of her needles and stuff, and she injects herself with some painkillers. Uh, and she's talking to uh, Karen, saying, let him take my head as I take his. He can't die unless if I die. Yeah. So she really thinks that she's the driving force behind this. And at this point, Karen does as well. Right. Um, ne- neither one of them knows about the Dr. Sartan stuff. So now we're back to Big John and Little John, Stupid. and they're getting high and watching movies, being the best characters ever. Stacy, you're an idiot. Uh, and so then did there's... you know that Little John played Stuart on Mad TV? So I knew that I recognized him, but I didn't quite put the character to the face. And maybe if I knew that, I wouldn't have taken him seriously, going, look at me, look what I can do. Yeah, I uh, think that's why it fell for me, because... I can't take him serious when I think of him in his underwear. 
<laughs> and he is in his underwear quite a bit in this scene. So at this point, uh, the back door is open or back door is getting banged on. They check it out. Nobody's there. Then the front door gets banged on. They check it out. Nothing's there. And uh, Big John tells Little John, hey, did you lock that back door when you shot it? And he's like, no. And then they look back and the door is wide open and there's a bloody handprint, like an adult size handprint. So Little John, who is the bigger of the two, is super freaked out. And he's like, Big John, somebody's in here. And it ain't a child. <laughs> They're constantly calling each other Big John and Little John. And I love it. I, I fucking it. love everything about hate this. It. So Little John. Little John. Uh, Big John right. grabs this tiny ass knife. And he's like, I got a knife. I and then Little John grabs his big ass butcher's knife. He's like, I got a knife, Little John. <laughs> They're just talking to each other back and forth. And it's great. With I the opposite size knives of what they yeah, should have. Everything is complete opposite, yet they work so well together. Oh, it's it awesome. so annoying. So they go. Now we're back at the hospital. And one of the guys from the sanitarium shows up. Uh, and he's begging for help. And everybody thinks that this guy is Michael Myers, despite this motherfucker looking like Danny DeVito on crack. Uh, he looks like the penguin yeah. from Batman. Yeah, that's Danny DeVito. Oh, I didn't. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, he he looks exactly like Danny DeVito after a night of cocaine, um, <laughs> and everybody's just like, "That's him. That's Michael Myers." With no, um, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like, it's not. Uh, see, here's my question. This is why it falls short. There's obviously pictures of him when he was locked up. How do you not put two and two together? That's not the same guy. Yeah, First th- off, this guy a- is a complete celebrity in this town for the stuff that happened in 1978, and Michael Myers. Even just like the size, the size difference in itself. This yeah, guy's- th- this is a big misstep for the movie. It, it doesn't work. No. Uh, I don't know of anybody who's like, yeah, th- this, this this fits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're chasing the wrong dude. Lori and Karen get a good look at him, and they're like, no, that's not Michael Myers. Right. And everybody just ignores him like they weren't the ones that just got fucked up by Michael Myers, a six-and-a-half-foot-tall man, not a four-and-a-half-foot Dan DeVito cracked-out hooker. Um, <laughs> but regardless, uh, evil dies tonight. They're all chanting it. They're all chasing him. And Karen continues to uh, chase after them and tell them, hey, it's not him. And Tommy's just beating the fuck out of people, leading this mob to this guy. Now we're back to Officer Hawkins, who's explaining to uh, Lori how he didn't actually kill Myers. This is all his fault. And he actually stopped Loomis from shooting him. Loomis aimed into the dude's head, and uh, he moved his gun out of the way, so he shot in the air instead. Karen finds the patient... And tries to help him. She locks him in a hallway and <clears throat> keeps him away from the crowd for a little bit. But this guy realizes that there's no way out. This mob is coming after him. He, the mob's not listening to anybody. And he jumps out of a window and kills himself. That sound of him hitting the pavement yeah. and then the view of him hitting the pavement. Disgusting. And, you almost feel bad for the guy. Oh, absolutely. You 100% feel bad for him. The, the guy came to the hospital looking for help, and then all these people just wanted to kill him randomly. Yeah. Can you imagine that, being locked up your whole life, 
for having mental issues, you go to a hospital saying, hey, I need help. My bus crashed and I need help. Yeah. And then people just try, a whole fucking mob tries to kill you. The, the entire thing is tragic. Yeah. And this mob, everything about this hospital scene made Haddonfield not feel like Haddonfield. No. To me, Haddonfield is this small little town, uh, suburbia, uh, very spaced out. I'm guessing not that many people. This hospital is fucking huge. It's massive. And it is filled to the goddamn brim with people. There are so many people, people in this uh, hospital. Like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Yes. That it feels like we're in New York City. Yeah. And the plague just broke out and everybody's <laughs> going to the hospital. There, There's no way that this small town in Haddonfield has this uh, 30 floor hospital that... Uh, is portrayed here or however big it is it may not be that big but they were running up a lot of flights of yeah, stairs to get there yeah they were and the crowds were fucking massive even outside when yeah, the guy it, died it's a it whole, was it looked like you were having a post malone concert out there <laughs> like you know <laughs> post malone yeah he's my homie he did a nirvana cover thing <laughs> everything i don't know what else he does but obviously he likes nirvana he's good people he sang uh, with Ozzy. Yeah, a shitty song, but whatever. <laughs> he did sing with Ozzy. You know, I, I know nothing about the guy, but I enjoy his rock roots. You can't <laughs> take that away. Okay. The fact that he did that Nirvana show was awesome. Either way, it <clears throat> doesn't feel like Haddonfield. And they show the patient's body after it hit the ground. Oh. Holy shit, did they show the body. Oh. His body was messed up, and uh, I'm just curious how they accomplished that because that was impressive. Tommy Doyle and Sheriff Brackett look at him, and they find out that it's not Myers. And Tommy Doyle's like, "Well, how do we know? Myers always wore a mask." I'm like, no, he fucking didn't for forty goddamn years. I know. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't get no, it. No, he didn't. He only wore a mask for one day of his whole life. <laughs> One day he did not wear a mask. He wore he didn't wear a mask up until Halloween Day when he was what was it six when he killed his sister yeah. and he went away to a sanitarium for fifteen fucking years where he did not wear a mask. He broke out for one day. He wore a mask. Then he was captured for forty fucking years without a mask. <laughs> and then he breaks out and for another six hours he has a mask on. How do we not know what he looks like? Well, I don't fucking know. Look up any record in the Haddonfield goddamn records and you'll know. Right. This this plot drives me insane because you have a good movie at the Bones and you throw this stupid-ass mob thing yes, in there. I and hate it, the mob mentality the, of the town. The uh, idea of this guy is Michael Myers. Like, come the fuck on. This is Danny DeVito. Maybe throw two people the same size, right. same sort of complexion is something similar between Michael Myers and this yes. guy. Don't give me Danny DeVito standing next to the world's fucking uh, greatest bas- basketball athlete and be like, oh shit, it's LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's not. Didn't fit well. <clears throat> anyway, this guy's dead. Uh, Officer Hawkins is explaining to Lori that it was Sartan that brought uh, Myers to him. It wasn't Myers that went to her and she's just like fabric she thought that she was the center of his universe and completely blown away by this so lonnie allison and cameron decide that they're michael myers is coming back to his house he 
they came up with this theory and they need to head there. Uh, Karen kind of puts this together in her head as well because she realizes that Myers uh, was brought there by Sartan. So really all that he cares about is his house. That's a, it, it was just shit getting in his way on its way to his house. Lonnie decides that like they get to the Myers house and instantly he's like, why the fuck did I bring my son and his girlfriend here? This yeah. is so stupid of me. You guys stay in the car. I'm going to go check this out. Yeah. Which, stupid decision number two. Uh, maybe call some other people if you're going to the Myers house thinking that Myers is there. Right. <laughs> and don't just bring this little ass handgun with you. Yeah. But he does. Um, and he walks in and Cameron and Allison both almost instantly hear a gunshot and then silence. So they both run into the house. Um, I write down Allison as a complete fucking fool in the scene because she walks in with a shotgun and they're being super cautious. Yeah. Super panic, super fearful. But they're being cautious. Yes. They, they heard a sound and they're checking out the closet downstairs. And the second that they open it, she shoots. I know. <laughs> Doesn't have any chance whatsoever to look at what's in this closet. No. Nope. Thankfully, there's only a pumpkin in there and she shoots the pumpkin. But what if there? What if her, uh, Lonnie was in there still alive? <laughs> well, she you're dead blew now. She fucking head off. You're dead now. Uh, so, I don't know. So, uh... Myers throws a record player on and they go upstairs and it shows a picture of Big John and Little John together. <clears throat> and Myers actually staged the bodies of Big John and Little John yeah. to look like the picture. Uh, it was a nice picture of the two of them at the park together. I think that it was Big John was laying in Little John's lap or something like Either that. Either way. But, uh, the song that was playing, the Could I Have This Dance for the Rest of My Life, was my parents' wedding song. (laughs) So hearing it in a horror movie when I've heard it for 40, well, not me, 40 years, but. Yeah, quite some time. many, many years I hear this song on repeat. And then here out of note, which I never caught on until I just watched it. That's funny. You know what would have been better, though? (laughs) The song he was singing. But it was cool because the song starts and it's like, could I have this dance? And it's like, for the rest of my life. And then it pans to them staged dead. So one thing that I noticed that we skipped, I don't know where, I definitely wrote it down in my notes, but I didn't see it, is Big John and Little John's actual death. Because it comes back after the hospital scene when they're looking upstairs for uh, whatever that noise is. And they're searching different rooms together, but they're constantly calling to each other to let them know, like, hey, I cleared this room. Yeah. Hey, Big John, I'm entering the study. Okay. Okay, Little John. <laughs> All right, Little John, the study is clear. Sounds good, Big John. I'm going into this room, Little John. Uh. <laughs> and they're talking back and forth to each other. And then Little John uh, just randomly, Myers jumps out from behind him, fucking stabs him in the armpit with the butcher's knife shoves it in deeper and then twists the knife to make him turn around mm-hmm. uh so it's digging deeper he pushes his body he grabs his face shoves his thumbs in his eyes and gives so much <sighs> pressure that the front of his face caves in oh my god holy shit <laughs> i'm telling you these kills in these last two movies were brutal yeah 
Um, and it does not show uh, Little John's death. Little John comes into the room with the knife and just kind of like freezes. And Michael, you've come home. Yeah. And he he doesn't know what to do. And then you just hear him scream from the outside. So now we're back at the house later and you see their body stage. And holy shit, does Little John look fucked up? Yeah. Because his eyes are gouged in and his face is literally pushed in from I know. the center. Crazy. It's such a cool practical effect it looks awesome uh but cameron separates from uh allison at this point and he ends up seeing his dad dead in the attic lonnie is dead that was sad myers just fucking jumps out and stabs him and allison shoots the shotgun myers quickly pushes the shotgun out of the way grabs it throws it she stabs him uh, but then Myers grabs her, throws her down the stairs, and breaks her leg during the fall. And you can see the break. It's oh. pretty gruesome. Yeah. So from here, Myers is upstairs, and Cameron's upstairs as well. And he proceeds to beat the fucking shit out of Cameron by slamming him into the stairs and through the railings. And uh, Allison is trying to trick him to come down so that way he'll s- stop the focus on Cameron because Cameron's still alive. Yeah. So he... Drops him down and then starts going down the stairs, starts walking towards Allison. And he stops. He looks at Cameron. He grabs his neck and just... I know. Snap. And his neck just... His head just falls like completely in a way that it shouldn't. Whoa. Gross. (laughs) So Allison is looking at him going, do it. Do it. And... He goes to stab her, but Karen stabs Myers in the back with a pitchfork and throws him outside. And I'm thinking in my head, even though I've seen this a few times, I I forgot how the scene plays out. Like, man, why are you just leaving him alone after you stab him with the pitchfork? You know that he's going to get up. But he he doesn't. Uh, Karen. Allison, like, stair stomps his head. Yeah, she she does stomp him once. Um, But Karen takes his mask off. And once again, they do such a good job not showing his face. Yeah. Uh, so she's kind of like holding the mask to get him away from her daughter. And she ends up luring him into the middle of the mob who surrounds uh, Myers and even Sheriff Brackett's there. And he says, you know, Michael, it's Halloween. Everybody's entitled to one good scare. I did and like that quote. Myers, is, he looks around and he just puts his mask on slowly, like, mm-hmm. bring it, mother. Fuckers. Yeah, and I'm the townspeople to proceeds to beat the ever-loving shit out of them. I said it turned with into whatever the they fight. had. I said it turned into the Fight Club. It did, and it's whatever you had. So there yeah. are some people there with bats that are beating them up. There's some people with two by fours. There's one dude with a gun, and he shoots him like six times. Yeah, he even misses one and shoots somebody else in the shoulder. Uh, there's a lady who brought a fucking iron. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's some crazy shit. Just grab what you have. Come on. We got you. Yeah. All are welcome in the mob. Yeah. But uh, Myers is slowly reaching for his knife and Karen grabs it, shoves him in the back and then walks away. Uh, so Lori is talking to Sheriff Hawkins now saying that uh, the more he kills, the harder he is to be defeated. Going back to him being almost a more point and as she's giving this speech uh myers gets up and slices sheriff brackett's net and then he just goes to town on this mob killing them one by one by one by one which is super impressive karen 
sees like a vision of Kid Myers in the window. So you see Michael Myers, 1978, uh, prior to 1978, whatever it is, 65 or whatever, yeah. uh, as a child outfit. in the clown outfit. And it's just a vision. It disappears real quick. Uh, and Tommy Doyle gets stabbed by Michael Myers. Tommy Doyle's dead now. So Karen's back at the Michael Myers house and goes into the sister's room where he just saw kid Michael Myers. And Myers stabs her to death uh, in that room. So now Karen is dead. So that's the big shock closer of the ending of this movie. And the movie ends with Michael Myers looking out the window and Laurie Strode looking out the window of the hospital. And it just looks like they're prepping to... Let's do this. Yeah. So it's definitely building up towards uh, Halloween ends. Um, there are definitely things that I loved about this movie. Things that I loved. The kills. Super awesome kills. Yes. The sound effects. Super awesome sound effects. The characters are all pretty good. Except for uh, Little John Big John. <laughs> especially Little John Big John. They are amazing. <laughs> they aren't just good. They're amazing. Uh, things that I didn't like some of the returning characters yeah it felt forced all the returning characters had such small roles in the original which i'm okay with if you gave them a good role to have in here yeah lonnie felt fine to me i had no problems with lonnie yes tommy doyle was super over the top super super over the top he didn't fit the mold of what i was looking for and Lindsay, she was fine i had no problems with her uh the mob yeah. sucked. I was going to say, I could see sort of a mob mentality because of the situation, mm-hmm. but they definitely took that and like ran with it through the whole movie. It didn't need to. There could have been a little bit of, okay, let's go out and kind of get him as a town, beat him up, try to kill him. Got it. But it was like so focused on that, it just took away from the rest of the story. Yeah. Uh there were other things that I didn't care for. The uh, asylum patient, uh, people thinking that he's yeah, Michael Myers didn't do it for completely me. Flat. But if you take those things out, this is a great movie. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, there are things that I didn't like about this. You need to take Halloween 1978 out of the equation. This is not a mortal man at this point. Yes. And if you can live with that fact, you'll have a good time with this movie. If you think Halloween 1978 is the live all, die all, that is Michael Myers. He's a human. Don't tell me anything else. You're not going to get on board with this movie. Um, one thing that I saw that is pretty cool that I'm going to end this with because I will be super fucking hyped if something gets tied in here. Halloween 2018 was released 40 years after Halloween 1978. Halloween Kills 2021 was released 40 years after Halloween 2. Halloween Ends 2022 is set to be released 40 years after Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. If there is a fucking tie-in to Silver Shamrock in Halloween Ends, I am going to be the happiest fucking person in the world. That would be really neat. I know if there's not going to be. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I saw on somebody's Facebook post, uh, What's the crazy batshit ending that uh, should should be in uh, Halloween ends, but won't be? 
I put the Silver Shamrock commercial airs across TVs all over America. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I love Halloween 3 so much, and I would love to see it included more than just showing me a mask. Yeah. Like, give me something. Maybe bring Cochran in or yeah, just like a teaser of it. Something. That would be so awesome to me if they had some type of twist tying Halloween 3 season of the witch in. I know that it's not going to happen, but either way, I'm really looking forward to Halloween Ends tomorrow. This is a movie that I've been anticipating since I saw Halloween Kills the day that it came out. I was one of the people who watched it on Peacock first, and then I went to the movies later. I think that I saw this movie three times in its first week of being released, and I'm probably going to do the same thing with Halloween Ends just because it's on Peacock. We have Peacock already, but I still plan on going to the theaters to see it at least once. Yeah. So I think tomorrow me and you will sit down uh, probably in the morning after the kids go on the bus. We'll watch it on Peacock, and we may go to the theaters later that day. We may just watch it a second time. My first time watching it, I'm not going to take any notes. No, I'm just going to sit down and enjoy it. And see how I feel about the movie. And then I'll watch it a second time taking down notes, whether that's in a theater or it's on our couch, either way. Um, This is a movie that I want to take in and not just be typing away at my keyboard. I'm super pumped. I I really hope it doesn't um, do me dirty. Yeah, and there's a strong chance for it. These movies, you have such a strong uh, vibe with the character, you know... I mean, I don't know, but Lori's going to die. I was just going to say, Jamie is dying. Yeah, because there's no way that she's signing on to another movie. So she wants her character definitively dead. She wanted her character definitively dead at the end of, uh, at the beginning of Resurrection solely for the fact that they couldn't bring her character back and they still found (laughs) a way. And here she is. (laughs) Damn you, Jake Joan Hall. (laughs) Till next time, this is the Horror's Edge Podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. We'll catch you next time.